0: Welcome to the In Between Club podcast, a space for cross-cultural kids. Today is a personal story episode, so we're going to get deep into our personal life stories. And today is going to be about Yasuha's life story. So can you start telling us about yourself a little briefly. Yeah,
1: sure. So in the introduction episode, we actually introduce ourselves briefly. And in this episode, we, as I just want to share a little bit more details of how my life has been. So I'm Yasuha. Uh, you heard in the previous um, episodes, I mix I mix Japanese and Thai. My mom is Thai, my dad is Japanese. But I was born in Japan and then moved to Thailand, Bangkok, in um, when I was three years old. So I started my life in Bangkok around that age, but to me I always felt like I was in Japanese culture more than Thai culture. I live in Japanese neighborhood. Like, we have a very big population of Japanese who are living in Bangkok because of their parents' career. And so I, you know, when I, like, go out, go to the grocery store or go to kindergarten, there's only Japanese people around me. So I always identified myself as Japanese when I was little. So, yeah, so, you know, I always had the mixed feeling of, okay, I'm Japanese, I go to Japanese school, but then I'm also mixed Thai. Hmm. You know, in Japanese school in Bangkok, we had like a special class for mixed students. And we had to go there after school to learn Thai and learn japanese because they think that we cannot understand japanese well wow. and then yeah that really made me you know i guess they did that to support both language and like the cultural aspect but to me it made me feel like i was separated from 100 percent japanese
0: mm-hmm. students you had no choice
1: well I think it was not compulsory to take those classes but almost everyone there's yeah I'm sure wow. there's like exceptions but yeah but I had to take that class and wow yeah and I always wanted to prove other Japanese students that I'm 100% capable of right. learning kanji or like understanding kokugo Japanese like language class because right. I thought that I'm Japanese and I, I just couldn't accept it. And mm-hmm. but whenever I'm with the group of friends who are also mixed Japanese and Thai, I didn't feel I'm can relate to them because when I go home, my dad would you know raise me to be a Japanese, and then I always speak Japanese, so I couldn't relate to them. But then it's not like when I'm with my Japanese friends. Um, I I didn't feel hundred percent Japanese either because they would not treat me that way. They would always think that I, you know, I'm mixed Thai and Japanese. So there's always that feeling of not enough or feel less, you know, value in both culture. Right, right. So I had a very rough, mm-hmm. rough <laughs> childhood. I constantly fight with my mom. Uh-huh. And- I didn't understand why there's like I said before like why i am i Thai like why am I Thai? like I just wanna be Japanese, yeah, mm, that was really hard mm. yeah um, that was when you were in the kindergarten yeah kindergarten to um elementary, I was in Japanese schools, so yeah.
0: Do you know, like, how your mom thought about that? Like, you you mentioned that your dad wanted you to like grow up in a Japanese way at least when you were in mm-hmm. elementary school. So, like, mm-hmm. did your mom want you to ha- like fit in at that moment? Just because you know you're like you're like a little child, and I'm you know it's it's pretty easy to assume that for little kids like they want to fit in. Mm-hmm. So, like. How did your mom think about like your struggles? And
1: I actually never really talked with my mom about this or when I think back about like how my mom was seeing me that time, she never really, you know, wanted me to be like just Thai or just Japanese. I think she was more trying to find a balance and just try to accept who I am. She was always good at that, Um, even like now, like she totally supports um, me for everything. So that's why it was really difficult for my mom too, to see I'm trying to be Japanese and like totally reject the Thai aspect. Mm -hmm. I just really want to, go back time and just tell the little Yasuhas that like it's okay you don't need to try fitting in and yeah Yeah. but the turning point to that was I changed a lot after I moved to international school. My parents really want me to like learn more cultures and like speak English so um, I started going to international school in Bangkok and I met a lot of other students who have like similar backgrounds with me, like mixed kids or TCK and CCK. So that really made me feel like, Oh, I finally found a place that I can be myself. Mm -hmm. Because at the time when I joined the school, I couldn't speak English at all, like, absolutely no English. But then that didn't really, like, stop me from communicating with, like, other students. To me, it was so fun to find out about, like, different cultures, different religions, different, you know, all the cultural customs that, like, each of my friends had. Because, like, whenever we go to, like, each other's house, you know, the snack would be, like, their from, like, their home country or you know, they would be speaking in their, like, native language at home, and that would really amaze me, and it was really fun, and at that environment, I finally felt that, okay, I can be myself. I can just, like, you know, I don't need to hide. I don't need to mm. pretend to be someone else, mm. and that slowly, like, opened, my like, true <laughs> inner self out.
0: right. Um, right. Yeah.
1: So that was really awesome
0: really part of my life, yeah. Did that mm-hmm. start immediately? Like, do, do you remember what age that was? Or was that like yeah. a gradual process throughout your whole time in international school?
1: Yeah, it was definitely a graduate start because, like I said, when I disjoined, I couldn't speak English. That made my like, academic side really difficult. It was very challenging. Um, it was, I think around like 15 16 that i was like the the peak being the best of myself and like appreciate and being very thankful with the surroundings and friends so yeah the language was like the most challenging part but other factors really pushed me
0: mm-hmm. to like you
1: know enjoy and be myself so were there, like, any other students who didn't speak English? Ah, uh,
0: no. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah,
1: it's, it's amazing was... that, like, even in that environment, like, you didn't feel like you were left out again. Like, yeah, um, I think it's the people, right? Yeah, it's the people. But, like, uh, Tomoka asked me earlier, the very first half of my, like, international school life because mm-hmm. I couldn't speak English, most of my friends were Thai, mm-hmm. and I couldn't speak Thai that much too. So mm-hmm. it was just like a bit of Thai mixed with the words that I know in English. That's how I speak with my friends, and um, but the Thai friends they usually speak in Thai, and that's I. That was actually the opportunity for me to pick up some of Thai as Ooh. well. So with English. I also improved my Thai. And uh, by like 15, 16 years old, my Thai and English level was almost the same.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> and, yeah.
1: So before I was only like speaking in Japanese, but, but by that time I, I was able to speak three languages and my mom was super happy because, you know. She was like, Oh, you finally being able to speak Thai. And that also made me have more connection with my mom's side of family. Like whenever I visit my grandmother, my right. aunt, my cousins, because I finally speaking Thai, they're like, Oh, yes, now you're speaking Thai. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I think from there, um I started to like my Thai identity as well. Yeah. I was more proud of being Thai. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a big big turning point and the important time that shaped um a lot of my, you know, identity that I have right now, mm-hmm. which is I appreciate being mixed Thai and Japanese. You know, my passions for um Different cultures, intercultural communications, things like that—all stems from my time in international school.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: with that energies and like positivity, I decided to go back to Japan for mm-hmm. university. That was the it's the beginning of my challenge <laughs> again. <laughs> well, well, yeah. So after graduated from high school, I came to Japan. I studied for like a few months in order to get into a university in Japan. So, along with going to like cram school preparing for the entrance exams, I also had my part-time job for the first time. <gasps> oh.
0: Yeah, that wait. was So you Wait, so you experienced working in Japan before you even went to school?
1: Yeah, actually, yeah.
0: <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: yeah, it's just, you know, part-time job. I work in like a, you know, donut store. Um, it was not like a, you know, difficult work or something. Just like the salesperson person. And then, yeah, to me, I just like, okay, I need to follow the rule. That was like all the things that I was thinking. all the time because before coming back to Japan all the things that I learned was from movies or series and I always see that like oh gosh the bullying in Japan is so scary I need to like follow social customs social rules everything I need to like you know Mm -hmm. don't be something that will stand out or anything so I was super quiet I was trying to be nice don't speak up that was the thing that I focused on and that
0: lasts for like a year I think yeah did you feel like you had to be like Japanese again do you feel like you have to hide your whole identity again yes, when you definitely definitely I couldn't you know be myself
1: um, right I didn't really try so hard to be Japanese or anything, but I think it's just naturally happened. Like, I came back here, like, okay, I need to be careful on how I dress. Like, it started from there. And then yeah. slowly, slowly, I tried to, like, go along with my colleagues and stuff. Um, that time, I didn't really face any, like, bullying or stuff. But this is... <laughs> Oh, it made me really hard to breathe. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Like, right. Like suffocating yeah. you. What was, like, the major reason that um for the decision of, like, coming back to Japan for the university? Like, yeah, so... we had an option to go to the university mm-hmm. in too, right? Right, right. Or even, like, international, like, mm-hmm. university, like, in the States or something. So the biggest reason will be my how my parents had an expectations for me that i would find a job in japan mm-hmm. and work in japan that's the ultimate goal of going to japanese school so i can do the shukatsu job searching yeah i i just didn't want to you know disappoint my parents as well mm-hmm. so in my mind i had no choice like you know what i'm going back to Japan for university, that's the only choice that I have. Mm. That was always on my mind. So, yeah, I just follow the path that my parents or, or the society expected. Mm. Right. Yeah. Did and you struggle to make the decision or like? I think I was confident that that's the only <laughs> choice I have. Okay. I was yeah. not- I was not up to find other options choices mm. it's just that's natural okay I'm mm. you know I make Japanese my first language is Japanese mm. to Japanese school would be normal things <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, it was not actually difficult that time mm. when I made that choice I was like okay yeah it's natural I can go But then, yes, thank you for asking that, my challenge actually started when I um, joined the university. It Uh, was a culture shock. The opening Uh, of uh, the
0: real world.
1: Yeah, because like you said, um, to me it was natural to go to Japanese school, but then even so, I said that I was still scared Mm -hmm. to going back to the Japanese environment because what I experienced in elementary school was really kind of like haunted me. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, Um, like I knew that I would go back to be Yasuha, who I was, um, you know, when I was in elementary school, hiding my true self. So I chose the department that would have you know like open-minded students like (laughs) i actually uh, study like international relations and then they really focus on like studying abroad having international students on campus that's uh their main ideas of like the department but then (laughs) the friends that i met or like the professors that i met they had um, very strong stereotypes and like prejudice against the tck what mm. that's how i felt like that's I, I that that's how i felt that time it's wow. because like i i i knew that like some of the people would be talking behind that like oh look because she's uh, returning kids doesn't have to like take the English class or like oh the, my god <laughs> but that's not meant to call on me mm-hmm. like if, if that kind of conversation happened naturally in the circle of friends right, right. and then, and then other people would be like agreeing each other's like you're right 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 I totally like get it and so I, like, I, I couldn't not I like what I was so shocked mm-hmm. and then that made me really scared to open up myself right yeah the most like the shocking thing that happened to me was yeah like for students i understand like especially for students for studying english really hard it's it must be really difficult for them to see you know tck's or returning kids speaking english so like fluently um professor that was like the most shocking thing for me like I was once in this English class because it's a compulsory subject it's in the credit I need to take that (laughs) so I joined the class I joined the lecture and then the professor was you know asking me like why am I here like you're what you're not supposed to be here you're already like it's not your level Mm. and like I don't wanna teach you and things like that. I was like, oh <laughs> wow. I don't wanna be in the class too. <laughs> wow. If you like have that attitude towards me. That's I that's what I really felt that time. So it was really difficult for me to go through the first year of mm-hmm. university like that. So it was not um until my first year of summer. It was like already three months mm-hmm. in the college, and then I just felt like okay, I cannot do this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go somewhere because, yeah the the prejudice or st- stereotypes. I was really scared. Yeah, I couldn't open up. I thought that was really hard. the The culture of like everyone stick together. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh oh <my> yes. <laughs> 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 everywhere you go you have to be in a group I not have to but like you know how choosing the same class because other people is choosing as well that really mm-hmm. like surprised me I was like why why do I have to choose the class because my friend is doing the, that class mm-hmm. so I started to like isolate myself because mm-hmm. The reason why I came to the University is because I want to learn the subjects that I want to do. So I started to take my like you know courses just by myself, mm-hmm. and I just felt left out. I just started to question myself, like, oh, where do I belong, things like that. And then mm-hmm. I found out that there would be a study abroad program for a year. And then I was like, okay, you know what, this is the only way <laughs> to like change mm-hmm. my life. I have to get out. I have to. That really drives me. Get the hell out of here. (laughs) Yeah, that really drives me studying art to maintain my grades in order to get the study abroad program. And yeah, uh, that really pushed me through. So (laughs) my sophomore year, I was able to study abroad in the U.S. I went to liberal arts college in Walla Walla, Washington. It was really, really like the best year of mm-hmm. my life. I yeah. still remember um, all my friends back there and all my professors. That really changed my perspective of seeing myself again. Mm-hmm. So what happened there was, yeah, how, you know, in the U.S., the idea of being proud of who you are, mm-hmm. they're always
0: fighting against.
1: Mm-hmm. Rights to be yourself and things like that. That um, kind of mindset and culture really influenced the way I think about my identity as well. Right. So it's okay to be yourself, and it's okay to speak for yourself. And yeah, that made me appreciate myself again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a really big part of me, and. I I couldn't process that. Like, I need to go back (laughs) again. I Mm -hmm. I know. Oh, my God. Go back to university again. Right, yeah. You know, in Japan, I didn't want to go back. I also thought about, like, transferring to the U.S. But, you know, I just, like, okay, it's time for me. Time for me to go back. But this time, it will be different. I'm stronger than before. Uh Yeah, I changed. That was, like, the what I said to myself when I came back. I came back to Japanese university when I was third year. So and the third year in Japan is a big important year in terms of job searching. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. So when I returned, the first reverse culture shock I faced was yes,
0: job searching. So everyone was yeah already panicking. <laughs> for for the listeners who aren't familiar with the Japanese job hunting process, we practically take more than a year for job hunting. And so basically we um, spend the whole fourth year for job hunting and for people who start in advance, which is pretty much the majority right now start from like summer of third year
1: yeah yeah so me right now (laughs) yeah Uh, the whole culture of um job searching in japan is very unique so that has a lot of stress a lot of pressures just you know all the things piling up and with me just came like came back from the u.s just made things worse i had to adjust myself back into this the society, mm-hmm. which was very different yeah. from the time that me came back from Bangkok to Japan, because um, studying abroad made the base, made the strong core of my identity. Right. of like, okay, I'm Yasuha, I'm both Japanese, Thai, and also has a cross-cultural background. And so a lot of the, the aspect of job searching, for example, wearing these black suits, everyone having like the same hairstyle, the whole idea really just surprised me like, oh, I need to go through that too. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs>
0: process that. Um, so like another sidebar, the Japanese job hunting process, everyone wears black suits, white, mm-hmm. white collared shirts, I think. and then then they have to wear black shoes uh for women they are pretty much required to have to wear um black Mm -hmm. leather heels and Mm -hmm. they have the same black bags and they all and for women i don't know i'm not really familiar with what men wear but like for women if you want to wear a coat you have to wear a trench coat like a beige trench coat and you have to tie your hair back if it's long you're not supposed to have your hair um your bangs on your face. Covering the
1: forehead, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. so basically so, everyone looks the same and everyone pretty okay. much takes the same um, system process. Yep. So
1: that to me, it seems like, oh, you need to hide your identity. Like everyone has to look the same and it's just very uncomfortable. But right. so then mm-hmm. I did it anyway. Wait, so before you um, jump onto the job hunting process, um... After like coming back to the same university as mm-hmm. a junior, did your university life change in any ways? Because you yes. said like, <laughs> oh, that's good. Like, did you find anyone who had like similar experiences or? Yeah, so yeah, I think it was it was also the age because like mm-hmm. junior you started to like, you know, you already know how to go through your university life and stuff your motel, your more laid back so i was totally comfortable just taking my classes alone
0: mm. and
1: i stopped hanging out with friends that i don't feel like you know i have to pretend to be someone else mm-hmm. and mm. just be myself so when i started doing that it actually opened up more like network I started Absolutely. to attract people that has similar perspectives, similar interests, backgrounds, things like that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just like um, natural things, like you know, you're sense something.
0: Friends like me, yeah.
1: Friends so like Tomoka. Yeah, I came back. I joined the lecture that I want to go, and then here you go. There's <laughs> another CC- the persons like that and I started more focusing on like what I really want to do to learn and so yeah, that's that's amazing that's like one of the most amazing amazing yeah. things yeah. about being comfortable with who you, mm-hmm. about who you are yes and yes. Yeah, accepting who you are yeah so that ideas mm-hmm. also affect how I did the job searching too mm-hmm. Although I hated the process, but I know that I can't do it with my own way. So what I really focused was I used the time of job searching as the time to reflect myself. Mm. Because a lot of the process actually meant for students to reflect on like, okay, what did you learn? Like, how does your life really affect who you are at this moment? Mm-hmm. So I took that process seriously and like just, you know, reflect myself back again from like when I was like baby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I just like start writing my whole history. Mm-hmm. And then that process actually made me realize, okay, like I was the person who constantly struggles mm-hmm. with like finding My own identity, Mm -hmm. and I also like to think about like how cultural identity affects my behavior or like everything around me. So that was the moment I finally found my passions is studying, learning about like cross-cultural kids, third culture kids, and that's what I want to do for like for my life. That moment when I realized I found. My um the company I just left. Uh, so <laughs> I'm sure people are like wondering, like, okay, if you like it so much, why did you let left? It's um, I won't go to deep um, It's just a
0: part of life.
1: Yeah, it's right? a it's a part of life, and yeah, and so the company I was used to work is like educational company that's focused on like improving English education in Japan, but. My working life made me realize that I want to learn more about multicultural educations and how we can support and like educate cross-cultural kids, third-cultural mm-hmm. kids when they're in their home country or when they're in the host country. Mm-hmm. Try to help them transition. Mm-hmm. So I just want to go back to school again, learn that. It's beautiful. Yeah. So that was like <laughs> stories.
0: <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: I have a question. So like, do you think your life would have been do you sometimes think about what your life could have been if you went to like for instance like a university mm-hmm. in another country or if you started mm-hmm. element no if you started international school, if you started going to international school from like elementary school?
1: Oh yeah, it would be very different. I think I wouldn't be able to appreciate um, my Thai or my Japanese cultures Mm -hmm. as much as I do right now. Mm -hmm. A lot comes with the language. right? If I started going to international school when I was small, I wouldn't be able to speak Japanese Mm
0: -hmm.
1: as Mm -hmm. much. I think speaking is actually not that difficult if you're you don't know, speak it at home but writing and reading mm. that's those yeah. skills you can only practice it's a process yeah. In like school
0: yeah. and if you don't use it you lose it like the language that you use in academia and the language that you use in like life is like so different isn't it
1: yeah it is it is very different um mm. I wouldn't see myself working in Japan, too, if I didn't go to any like Japanese schools. Although I'm not 100% agree or happy with Japanese working culture, Mm -hmm. it was definitely good lessons, good experience. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think I I really appreciate for my parents. I, I had... Japanese education. I had international school educations, and yeah, yeah. maybe a little wish I had Thai education. <laughs> I don't really know. Like, yeah, that's one thing that I really mm. not feel comfortable is that I cannot fully speak for Thai culture. Mm-hmm. Mm. It Make me feel like I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not good enough to speak about Thai. Thailand in general, mm. but you know um, we're still young. We still have yeah. time. We're yeah, still young. Yeah, we, yeah totally. That I can still learn. And yes.
0: are you are you excited about your life
1: from now on? Yes, I am. I am very excited. um It would be very different, challenge, but I'm more confident than before. Of what I really want to do, and Mm -hmm. yeah, I just need to believe that being myself is what gives me energy, Mm -hmm. and I don't need to hide anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So, thank you, thank (laughs) you for (laughs) listening. Thank you for listening, and thank you for speaking, Yesuha. And the next personal episode will be about my life story. So, yes. so we, we all have very different episodes. I mean not episodes, life stories. <laughs> <laughs> so um I hope you guys can relate to that and we'll catch you guys there. Thanks for listening.
1: Thank you. Bye.